What's going on? I'm Trent. Yo, yo, it's Jake. <laughs> and this is the Bad Takes Podcast. That's right. We're going to be talking about a lot of things here. Uh, mainly, you know, some NBA basketball, some other professional sports, maybe some movies and some music along the ride. But uh, All the trendy stuff. <laughs> all the trendy, trendy stuff. stuff. You know what's good. So today, obviously, coming off a hot return to the NBA this weekend. Obviously, uh, you know, the world ain't great right now. Things are tough. And the NBA took a few days off, got together as a league, and worked on, you know, working towards some some change in the world. Well, do you want, do you you want know? to talk about Yeah, we can talk about it briefly, absolutely. You know, not enough action on our leaders end has led to some NBA leaders stepping up. What do you got to say? I mean, obviously, you know, what happens now, you know, the conversation moves on until something happens again. But I think after the George Floyd incident, after a certain amount of time, you know, it almost seemed like no one was talking about it again. Yeah. And then boycotting another game made people start talking about it once again. But, you know, I almost thought that they were really going to boycott the whole season. And, like, you know... Yeah, it seemed like it was real for a second. I mean, LeBron reportedly had walked out. And that would have been a great way... To really, you know, fuck the business up. Send you know? an actual, yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of players felt that way too. And I, that's and why it was I'm such like, a discussion. You know, I'm like everyone else. I just want to see basketball. I just want to see sports. But absolutely. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what happens beginning of next season? You know. I'm yeah, like, the pressure's actually on. I think after all this, basically, the players definitely. Uh, from what Anthony Davis even said, he said next time we're not coming back. So. If that's the case, then I think the NBA and uh, its owners, who definitely have influence around the world, um, are in a position where they got to do something now. So, And, you know, then people are going to say, okay, well, what is protesting going to do? Exactly. So that's why, you know, if they stop playing, don't be mad because it's like, or when people say, what does protesting do? And that's where you have people It's rioting. doing exactly what, you know, we're talking about it. It's front and center. And it's clearly not, working. Right. And then if that's the point, then... Would you rather have people riding in the streets? Like, that's why that's why that happens, you know. So, like, exactly, people go unheard. You know, that's, that's the voice of the unheard. It's been said, but so ultimately, the league decided time to come back. We're gonna do this. We're gonna finish out the season. Um, like I said, they worked with the owners. Pressure's on them. Jaylen, a plan is in place. Jaylen so, made a good point. You know, what are you gonna do when you go home? What are you gonna remember? You know? Yeah, Jalen Brown absolutely. He basically put LeBron on the spot in a way where it was like, all right, if you want the season to stop, we all better be out here protesting. You know, we have to actually come up with a solid plan. And hopefully, the NBA is in that direction. You know, we don't know the answers. We're just two morons. You know, at the end of the day, like the rest of the country. But <laughs> these guys hopefully can put some faith in our country. You know, turn some things around. But thankfully, the basketball is back. And it started today with the Celtics and Raptors. The Celtics <laughs> got a nice little win. One o'clock game. Yep, one nice, nice. Oh, I love the day basketball. It's great. Got got going, you know, off the bat. The Celtics kind of led coast to coast all through this game. Took care of business. They just looked better today. What, what were your initial thoughts? I know. I like, <laughs> you know, they played amazing. Well, like five, <laughs> five people in... What, how many people double figures here? Let me see. Five or six. 
I'm guessing. It was at least Tatum, Brown, Walker. Oh, you know, you had Time Lord, but he had 10. <laughs> Time Lord is the man. Got a and shout out from Doris Burke, too. <laughs> and, and the windmill dunk. Great, great <laughs> but basically, my reason I'm reacting to that is because, I don't know, it almost, like, it was surprising in, in how badly the Raptors played. Like, yeah, they, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be that every game, but... I mean, I don't know. It was so surprising. Like, and looking, yeah, I don't know. Like, definitely no. I totally agree with you. Uh, the Celtics, you know, the Raptors have been the hottest team in this bubble. Their only losses came to the Celtics in the seeding games, and today, obviously, um, Kyle Lowry had a bum ankle coming in, so had to keep an eye on that. But I mean, he looked fine for the most part, and I really think that you know Boston's big defensive wings, you know, Marcus Smart. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they they definitely gave uh, Fred Manfleet and Lowry trouble today, and like they kind of have all season. And along with that, and also s- slowing down Siakam, it just did not mix well for Toronto today. They they definitely had some issues all around. What do you got? <laughs> Fred three for sixteen from the field. Fred VanVleet. Yeah, that they that, see that's what I mean. I mean Fred's a great player, no doubt. He's probably gonna get a max coming up, but. Guys like Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, they're just, you know, size matters with with the smaller guys. You know, they can make up for it, obviously, with their skill and talent. But some guys have a ceiling because of their size, and it, it becomes a lot tougher for them when they're focused on. I mean, we've even seen Kemba Walker in the past against big teams like the Sixers in the regular season struggle. <laughs> so it's definitely a thing that comes up for those guys. Yeah, I think the matchups favor Boston more than people would think. I mean. But still, I know, like, Marcus Smart, if he keeps it up, you know, what, three, what was he? <laughs> was five, he five, five for nine, nine from three? three? Big day for Marcus Smart. The king of the no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> right. I, <know>. if, <laughs> I mean, if he's on like that, though, the Celtics are just so tough to beat. And they may have, you know, not the strongest bench in the world and their issues at center, yeah. but... There, when Marcus Smart, you know he, you know what he brings defensively. When he shoots like that, they're they're just so tough to beat. And Toronto. What's up with Ennis Canner? Oh, you see, dude, Canner. Like I'm gonna go on the record minutes. right here. Not a big, it, and that's <laughs> totally fine with me. Canner, you know, Canner brings stuff to the table for sure. He, you know, I plays mean, hard. You'd rather have him on your team what, than not. But the man struggles Lord. in big playoff series. Time Lord over Canner. Yes, and Time Lord's up to 15 18, minutes a yeah, game 18, this postseason. Yeah, yep, minutes. and Time Lord's really filling in nice, and that's the. What Time Lord brings to the table, I think, is really what the Celtics need the most at that position, basically, because of their lack of talent there. But Tice holds his own, and when Time Lord brings that, craziest, it fills out exactly their issues. So craziest that Doris Burke said the other night. I don't know if you mentioned it before, but Daniel Tice, second best plus defensive plus minus in the NBA. In the in the bubble, dude, or just in the postseason? Do you remember? Regardless, it's that's pretty bubble awesome. Or NBA, it's not postseason. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's very surprising that, I mean, the Celtics altogether are a great defensive team, obviously. So maybe just his minutes are working out. So it's so favorable like that. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I know. It's awesome. And, you know, Tice, I get he's only 6'8". He's undersized. He's not even really a center. But he has literally done the best he could possibly do in that role all season. And it's really helped the Celtics, you know, be in the position they're in. <clears throat> I got a question for six. you. 
what's up. What if I told you, you know? Yeah. It wasn't a great day for him. I mean, it was a good day. It wasn't great, though. What if I told you Jason Tatum was the second best player in the East after Giannis? What do you think? What do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> second best player in the East. Yep. You right go now, through each team. I mean, I think he's the best player in the Toronto series when he's on. Siakam, yeah. obviously, is great. You could argue after, he's better. After tonight. But the playoffs, it's, I think. It's nice. I mean, if Siakam doesn't, <laughs> if he doesn't start, like, he, and like everyone says, you really see how like, he has he has no moves against, like, an actually good defensive team. And it's not like yeah. the Celtics are, are big for him. No, they just the, have all the bodies to throw like, at him, though, man, which is huge. How are you going to score 13 points? <laughs> no, and like, you're definitely right. It's Because if Tatum did that today and they lost, we'd be killing Tatum hard for it. Boards, and I'm sure Siakam's getting <laughs> heat and everything, three obviously. Boards, and, like, I don't even think boards are really that, like... Boards get left for people who can't, but <laughs> you're just not in the pain enough. Yeah. Like, what's going on? I know, and that, I mean, that might be tr- If the Celtics end up winning the series in six games, that might just be the evidence that Toronto, really, really, really yeah, good team, I mean, but Kawhi was the reason they won last year, and without him, they just don't have that shot creator at the end of games and that guy who's just going to take over, you know? Jason Denham, second best player in the East. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, we have to think about the whole rest of the league. I know you here, got too. you got That's Jimmy Butler, yeah. you got who else? Jimmy you got Butler's you know Embiid and Ben Simmons. I I, I, I like even, Tatum personally. I'll take him over those two. I, I think, but I think over yeah. I've always Jimmy Butler. He's 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 overrated in the sense that like Paul George, where like people have their moments and like. They haven't really shown up, and people think that they're better than yeah. Him, I mean. And I also think with Jimmy, he's definitely he's a really really good player. But like you said, like I think he's underneath the tier of the absolute best because his skill compared to the other guys just isn't there. Like he's a great player, but he doesn't beat guys you know with the ball yeah, on the floor and the dribble Kawhi. and step backs. <laughs> Sports Center highlight: thirty points, ten rebounds, five assists, and five steals. Wow, Kawhi! Yeah, Kawhi's see, on the list and seven, six other people. Yeah, and nobody from pre-2000 or post-2001 Gary Payton the most recent because defense is fun little facts yeah. live on the pod defense, right? <laughs> defense is not part of today's NBA so yeah that's even more impressive well it's what definitely an team? issue and we saw the no defense issue maybe in this Jazz Nuggets series we should Dude, hop bro. to that one as that one just finished up tonight I mean it's either that or I, I you know my theory is I think that the NBA has widened the diameter of the rims. So that way, three-pointers go in more. Maybe they grease up the rims, so that way the ball doesn't bounce and slip right underneath the rim. Something's going on. I don't... It is pretty unbelievable what Jamal Murray and uh, Donovan Mitchell have been doing. At the end of every game in the series, if you look when it's about four or three minutes left, it is just Jamal Murray and... <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, three pointer, three pointer, yeah, three pointer been, and they don't miss. I know it's, it's been ridiculous. And fun little stat from the game tonight: multiple fifty point games in a series because Murray got, or uh, yeah, Murray got fifty again tonight. So it was his second fifty point game in the series. He joined Mitchell, who did it already in the series. MJ and AI as the only players in playoff history to have multiple fifty point games in a series. That's just bonkers and. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Mitchell or Murray because they're both obviously rising stars in the moment. But, I mean, in NBA history, I mean, these are, this is just a crazy stat. They're pulling up scoring numbers of a legendary AI run and MJ. Like, 
it's it's ridiculous yeah. and it's got to be just a result of today's games and the high volumes of threes game, yeah more three pointers less defense played Definitely, yeah. Jokic and, and Gobert, great defender, obviously. Jokic, yeah, not, Jokic and Gobert, yeah, they are not both fast off, yeah. the, off the pick and roll. On pick and rolls no this series, they have both right? been horrible. Just both, <laughs> sit, yeah. It's the highlights are showing right now. Jokic is just sitting in the paint on these pick and rolls, letting just Mitchell hoping, get wide open looks. It's just, just not a good match, literally. And that's not a good formula at all. And, and now the Nuggets have forced Game Seven. All the way back in it, I thought they were dead in the water. I picked them to win the series, but when they were down 3-1, I was like, oh, wow, Utah's got this. I mean, Utah just looks like the more veteran team, and I know they only have one more playoff run than than who they're playing, but they just, I don't know, Gobert and Mitchell have been solid this whole series. And with, uh, <laughs> you without, take game seven? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Denver's got all the momentum now, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really a toss up in my eyes, but. It's gonna come down to maybe just I think Gobert and Jokic low key. I, I know Jokic really think, is gonna bring it, but I think that it doesn't matter which team makes it because they're not gonna matter after. <laughs> but I think that the Nuggets I think Gobert plays badly in game seven like he did tonight, and the Nuggets win. I just I feel like, like he what he had eleven points and eleven boards tonight. Like, yeah. I know, and there's just not much he can do offensively yeah. in these moments. And Jokic is Jokic for you know for uh, give credit where credit's due. In every big game of his career so far, he's he's shown up. He, I mean, I remember the year they missed the playoffs, but by a game or something. It was the last game of the season. And it was a playing against Jimmy Butler and the Timberwolves, and they were right in it and they lost. But like it was the first time you saw Jokic in a must-win game, and he showed up big time. And yep. I mean, he really has ever since. And Jamal Murray being inconsistent was part of their downfall last year. And with him being like yeah. this, I feel like they do have the edge over Utah. Because, again, Mitchell's all alone. Like, Mike Conley, not going to – I mean, I'd be shocked if he has over 30 in, like, a big game. Like, game seven like that. Like, Gobert isn't going to take any big shots. We know that. Yeah, I know. He yeah, just does put backs back. in. Yeah. <laughs> We're an anti-Gobert podcast. <laughs> right. Just kidding. Yeah, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy's a great player, but <laughs> – Rudy's a Rudy's a great player, but you know there's limitations to him. Also, I've been thinking watching these guys and then also watching Luca. It's like the NBA and talking about the NBA changing. It's like the NBA is becoming like a positionless sport where you know, like Luca is, is more of a point guard than Donovan Mitchell. And I mean they're shooting yeah, guards. Donovan Mitchell and mm-hmm. Jamal Murray are like shooting guards. Yeah, they have assists, but Luca Doncic and LeBron. You know when they're going driving to the hoop, guys on the perimeter are even if they're not looking your way, they're waiting for a pass because it's mm-hmm. it could come across across the court overhead yeah. pass like and like I don't know it's and then you have people like AD KD who are just ginormous doing their thing <laughs> and then I mean the only true no I know what you mean it's now, like unicorns and forwards yeah. is like <laughs> you have big men you have true big men still and that's like they're very devalued with the way yes, the game is played that's andre drummond that's rudy gobert mm-hmm. um i mean ennis canner i guess but just without defense yeah no i know yeah. exactly what you mean it's the game is evolving that's why you know you know me i love i'm all for bringing back the three-point line but that's for another day <laughs> on to the mavs and clippers so no porzingis today Third straight game. 
Which is ridiculous. <laughs> it is They're tough. Just, it is tough. I think the, the Mavs <laughs> gave up and they just wanted him to sit. And the Mavs, yep, they lost obviously without KP, a second straight loss. Even though they won Game Four without him too, but there's only so much you can do without him against a tough team like the Clippers. And we can't forget to mention that Porzingis was warming up Game Three, right? Game Three was it four? The one where he just randomly sat game out? Four, yeah. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. And. Um, he's warming up, and then right before tip-off, he sits. And all of a sudden, he's out for three three games. And yeah. it's like, dude, why were you warming up then? Like, what, I know. What's the it, deal there? it definitely felt I like... It's a Steph Curry situation where you have a little injury, <laughs> and you milk it because, you know... You don't see an end goal worth putting him out course, there from yeah. the franchise. Yeah. And he already has so many injuries. Yeah, that was very concerning. We saw a tweet with all the, <laughs> the injuries that Porzingis has sustained on both legs throughout his career, and it's at least four injuries on both sides, whether it be hips, knees, calves. You know, it's just not not good, and it's scary as he gets older, obviously. Shall I got, read? Yeah, go ahead. You got it. <laughs> Christoph Porzingis injury history, legs only. Um, left leg, torn ACL, sore Achilles, sore knee. Sprained ankle, sore groin, strained quad, and bruised thigh. That's just in the left leg. And on the right leg, torn meniscus, sore knee, sore hip, sprained ankle, sore foot, knee tendon inflammation. And, but let's just keep in mind, <laughs> this tweet is from a Knicks fan. Oh, okay. And who so also a bitter Knicks fan. And <laughs> his tweet was saying the Knicks were right. So maybe they were James Dolan's galaxy brain. Those injuries are a little blown up proportion, but he's had issues. Yeah, and he's missed large chunks of seasons. So I think yeah. the concern is fair, especially when they had the Clippers up on the ropes and yeah. he literally just. Could, didn't apparently didn't feel good enough. I would have to guess the front office just feels like, you know, next season we got to just go for it when he's healthy completely. And you know that's a that's a big risk. But I guess when Luca's so young and on a, a smaller deal for now, that you have the luxury of taking risks like that. Also, thinking about these playoffs or just like the recent years and like think, I guess after LeBron went to eight straight finals. After, I guess you'd say he's out of his prime, maybe. Right? Mm. I mean, well, he's 30. I know. It is an interesting like talk, though, because his numbers are just still. I just think it's even more impressive looking back now that he went to eight straight finals. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, 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 he made it seem like it's so much easier than yep, it is. It's taken for granted. I mean, you have people like Kawhi, who, <clears throat> I mean, who, who knows if he makes it again this year? I mean, he's having trouble against the Mavs. I know. <laughs> I know <laughs> the Clippers are more vulnerable than I think people. Yeah. They're they're definitely the team that gets picked the most for the favorite, I think. Well, maybe the Lakers are just as equal just because there are a lot of Laker fans. But <laughs> I do think the Clippers have a slight edge over them, I think, on paper. So yeah. that's why, you know, yeah. And also, Doris Burke again. You know, Shout great. out, DB. Shout out. <laughs> she made a great comment on TNT. She said, one of the things that LeBron was or is so good at um, is never losing control of like a game like it's never like oh geez like you know you never feel like his teams are like down yeah. and out i mean unless he's they're always that. in it yeah and like especially in that eight finals like it's it's just crazy like mm -hmm. i almost want to go back and watch him the first time like yeah how what oh against oh, the spurs six, oh, seven 
Yeah, it was the year before the Celtics yep. beat the Lakers. Crazy. How did he make I know. I know. It's crazy. And then the year even the Celtics beat the Lakers, we're LeBron standing now for the record. But <laughs> even the year he did beat, uh, or he, you know, the year after he went to the finals, he lost, you know, Paul Pierce and him went toe-to-toe in that game seven. Legendary Celtic game. That's because they came away with the win. But, you know, he was he was still the best player in the league, I What's think, that starting one? at that point. <laughs> yeah. And he's been the best no, player in the league. So. <laughs> yeah, that was the same series. <laughs> back, wasn't even that crazy. <laughs> I know. They just dunked on the favorite. It was just they have the, the number one seed against the against the ropes. But yeah, so back to the Mavs though. Where do you where do you think they're at going next season? Where do you, where do you see them with with a healthy KP, <laughs> I guess, and now now that we've seen how how much of a threat they were to arguably, I mean, who knows the future champs? Mavs. I mean, Luke is the truth. I mean, he's on his way to winning MVP. Whenever Giannis slips in numbers or the NBA just gets sick of giving Yeah. <laughs> um, Definitely. I'm real worried about Porzingis. What is there? You said um, you said they can sign somebody. I'm pretty sure. So uh, This isn't next season. This is all just rumors and fun basketball Giannis speculation. Giannis goes but to the Mavs. Theoretically, yes. The, the Mavs should have room if they want to give Giannis a max when he's doing for free agency. Not this offseason, but next offseason. But I don't know how the money's about to change with everything going on, too, or if that will impact it. But the only guy making real money on the Mavs right now is Porzingis. I know some of the other guys have solid contracts, obviously. But Luka's not due up for an extension until the end of next season. And so they'll definitely have room to assign a, I think, a, a max guy, you know? I don't know if Giannis is the guy for the Mavs. And yeah, with Porzingis there, the it does only, get a little I tricky. Mean, this is the thing. They would just be discussing no matter what. They have a th- three yeah, crazy clearly. guys. But, like, I almost feel like, theoretically, imagine, like, a Clay Thompson with Luke. Yeah, oh just a God. knockdown shooter who's oh also an all-star and not just, you know, good at shooting. If you really, had, like, even Bradley guys, Beal. Even Bradley, Bradley Beal's always Beal. just been on bad teams. Oh. But if you, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Like, a really nice guard, yeah. Honestly, if you think about it, Clay Thompson's just the best D and three. I know, literally, he of all he time. is a beast. I think he he's never really had to put the ball on the floor too, because it's just how good their teams have been. But we'll see how he is post uh, ACL. I'm sure he'll still be a really really good player, but I wonder if he's, he's gonna, gonna move his game a little more to on the ground, ball on the floor a little more. We'll see how their team looks too. But so we're wrapping up soon. Uh, tomorrow we got couple more games in the nba so a little preview on them first one's heat bucks so game one of that series what are you thinking going into that one who do you um, like um sorry prediction overall yeah go ahead i'll, I'll, I'll I, I i'm gonna go bucks in in uh six but i don't think it's gonna be i think it's every game is gonna be tight and the heat are definitely gonna give them a run for their money i say <laughs> i say I'm thinking, ah, Bucks, Bucks <laughs> take it, Bucks take it in five. Okay, I think okay. Are gassed up. Yeah, you think? I think, like, I think Giannis, I mean, Giannis has been looking a little stressed out lately, headbutting <laughs> people and whatnot, but I really think that he's going to pull it together. And I also think, like I said, the heater gassed up. I mean, you know, 
if Tyler Hero is going to ball out like crazy. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. The Heat are definitely reliant on their shooters to be making shots, obviously, with Duncan Robinson and him. And uh, Hero, like you said. And, and then you have out of bio down Yeah, and Bam isn't necessarily going to be, you know, pouring in 30 points for you. So a lot of it does come down to shot making and making sure Jimmy Butler gets, you know, Jimmy Butler's really good at getting to the line, getting his 20 points or so. So, it, I mean, the Heat got to play perfect, obviously, to take down a juggernaut like the Bucks. But I think he take one game and then Bucks re reconfigure everything. And yeah, boom. I can totally see that too. I I am liking a little sneaky upset pick, but I just can't go against the Bucks because I think they're too I know. good. I almost but, literally, yeah. Literally think about this. I went from saying Heat in seven to Bucks in five. <laughs> yeah, because, no. Well, this is the thing. I was gonna say Bucks in six, but I couldn't match your. Oh, I feel it. Respect, but. Heat in seven just seems like a fairy tale pick, and I'm not going. Yeah, I know it's hard for me to believe that. Like, if they get it all the way to the seventh game, that like I don't know, Giannis is a beast. They, but they do have the guys to run that little wall defense. You know, Jimmy Butler is not gonna back down to anyone. Like, he's a dog. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. I would love for the Heat to win though, because that means Celtics. Yeah. I don't know, you know, we're about 25 minutes in now, but definite green teamers at times over here. But we try to be fair with our team. <laughs> oh, we can talk about how I hate the Celtics in the past. Yep. In the past we'll save years, up for another done. one. Oh, That's so funny. And then the uh, other game tomorrow is Rockets Thunder. So that one's wrapping up. Rockets up 3-2. Westbrook should be playing again. They were, you know, last game they Rockets took care of business. Yeah, I... A hard time believing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's. I mean, he plays his, good. He he does his thing, thing, but he's not gonna carry you in the in the this big moments the like right. that. Chris Paul back in the day. I mean, Clippers when he was in the Clippers, like he had so, he had a lot of talent around him. This is a, he's a he's a he's a court general and like definitely he's a Rondo, but like better with a good jump shot. But he needs, <laughs> he needs to like. What game was the overtime game? Uh, that they won when Harden fouled out. I believe yeah. it was game three. He needs to play like that every night, hitting those crazy. Th- he needs to hit maybe those it was threes. game four, but like yeah, regardless. He had that yeah. one game range three. Yeah. <laughs> like Chris Paul is definitely yeah. Like that. And I feel like he can, but it's like there's only so much yeah, he can do a, right. as a point guard who's undersized already. He is so tricks. smart, but athletically, there's just limitations to what he's got, and that's kind of been his thing his whole career, but. So the Rockets, if they win tomorrow, will be playing the Lakers. Yeah, we can get deeper into that next time. But quick little uh, prediction for Lakers Rockets. You want to slip it in? I think uh, Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're on yeah. the same page here. I think uh, Lakers end up winning in six. I think Harden and the way the Rockets are set up, they're just gonna get a game or two. They hit mad threes. Oh, yeah. Westbrook is like their de facto center, and I'm sure AD will eat, and that will be the ultimate difference. But, like, the Rockets are definitely – like, I, I've always felt about the Rockets. They're better than everyone in the NBA except the two L.A. teams. Like, I wouldn't want to pick against them. I mean, maybe the Bucks too, are obviously a juggernaut. But, I mean, it'd be interesting to see because the Bucks playoff history, the, you know, they're the, – you know, I mean, I, I don't want to kill the Bucks too much. But you know what I mean. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I would be – yeah, I'd be – I'd say Rockets get a game and maybe even get swept. It's just, like – Unless James Harden literally averages 16 years, <laughs> which could happen, then they aren't really going to have a chance to win the series. 
he needs to go off and Definitely. I think LeBron, I mean, you have, like, you have, you have people who are, he's going to get shut down. And like you said, AD, <laughs> who else, who else besides LeBron, they have to like a uh, big D wing guys on the Lakers or the Rockets. Oh, they have Danny Green. Yeah. 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 So like he'll probably, you know, Danny Green they, will probably even, be chasing around. Besides, hard and, and, you know, they're already more talented and they match up well so yeah and i also think that yeah no i'm on the same page as you the tyson chandler's the only center on the rockets roster and i know this style of play outplays them and everything but jeff green's playing large minutes at technically at the five and uh, westbrook i know he's the starting point guard technically but he on offense is the one taking shots at the rim not you know stretching the floor or anything (laughs) so rockets of these like of this season last season like they are so interesting like they could almost make a documentary about how they're changing the freaking game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's a copycat league. Everyone's firing yep. threes like them now in the pick and roll and heavy. Dude, if you got a guy that can create, you just ride They him. play 2K. On the <laughs> like, they, and it's just crazy. It's the same thing. It's just either get fouled, like Harden going in and getting fouled, kick it off for a three, and yeah. they'll take the three every time. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I think it was... I don't know who said it, but being on the Raptors or the Rockets, Rockets would be so fun if as a teammate, because you just got to make yeah. sure you get threes. Just <laughs> exactly. stand there. <laughs> play like hard on defense. How many plays? I mean, they like, you show me, they do run on a lot of off-ball plays. Just like screens and stuff, yeah, though, just to know, get guys cheap looks, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. You know? But yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting to see. So that's going to wrap up the first episode. Bad takes pod. Bad takes pod. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll try to do a couple of these a week. That's so right. awesome. Looking forward to more NBA action. Have awesome. a good one, everyone.